subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure, laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. I'm Derek Ruskin in our studios, and Zach is off today in Hot Springs watching his beloved Springdale Bulldogs compete for a state championship. So in his place, the hardest working man at this radio station, Ty Richardson, live from Nashville. Ty, good afternoon. Derek, good afternoon, man. This is, uh, unfortunately for you, potentially going to be the worst Next two hours of your life, or it could be uh, subpar. I don't, I don't know if we could call it excellent in any way, but uh, let's try and make it through it and uh, gut it out. I guess we will. Uh, we'll do that. We got a lot to discuss with the uh, conference tournaments going on. Alabama cruising uh, in the first game of the day there in Nashville, and of course Arkansas getting a win last night over Auburn and earning the right to take on Texas A&M again. Tonight at 6 p.m. with a 5.30 pregame with Chuck Barrett and Matt Zimmerman here on the radio station. So we will spend maybe the latter half of our show talking about tonight. We'll spend the first half kind of talking about last night. And it looked to me that, Ty, for the first time, this that was the 32nd game last night. And it was, the, it was finally the moment where Arkansas gave up the big lead but ended up still winning the game. We have not seen that happen hardly at all during the season, but they were up 15. Auburn came back. It's back and forth there in the final minute, and Arkansas got the win in a situation where we've seen them lose so many times this season. Yeah, time and time again, this team has found a way to blow leads and be up in in certain cases by double digits, which I think was the most infuriating thing for Razorback fans, but... Uh, being able to navigate through the Auburn comeback yesterday, Flanagan hits that shot with a little over 40 seconds left to take their first league since 2-0. I think it was encouraging for that team. And the fact that you had a true freshman who had never been in that situation before hit a contested pull-up baseline jumper, one of the more difficult shots in college basketball. Special shot, special moment. And hopefully for Arkansas fans, it's kind of that, that catapult that gets you a win over the Aggies tonight. Yeah, that, I mean, they're – We've said it, we've said it all week here that just because of what happened in the last three games, when it's a tournament, people really, uh, players and coaches like really buy into this. You know, the slate is wiped clean, and we saw an Arkansas team that played like they were zero and zero last night. They uh, they got to the basket a lot. They got forty eight points in the paint at one point uh, in the first half. It seemed like all but like four or five of their points were in the paint. That's the recipe for them, and they did a great job of doing that. And then Auburn made some adjustments, got back in the game, started to shut down some of those uh, driving lanes, and Arkansas was still able to stay in the fight and not, you know, shoot themselves out of it with a bunch of uh, bad jumpers. The game was close throughout the second half when Auburn made its run, and, um, you know, it was a... um, it's, it's, it was a different thing than we've seen. I think uh, a lot of Razorback fans were probably kind of like, okay, where has this been all year? Yeah, I mean, you got to be tough, especially in the SEC tournament. I thought it was pretty pretty honest from Ricky Council. He's talking with the boys on SEC Network. 
It's like, ah, coach kind of called us soft. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, that worked. Now, you can't. I think the deal with that is, I mean, you can't use that word 24-7, seven days a week, or it's just going to go one through one ear and out the other. But, I mean, if you call 18, 19, 20, 21, I mean, if Tommy called me soft, that ticked me off. And I would hope that I would show him that I'm not. Or in their case, they showed last night that even when the game was in doubt, they weren't soft. They stood tall. Uh, they forced a Wendell Green turnover. Devo was, was solid. I mentioned the clutchness from Nick. I mean, Devo knocked down those two free throws. Derek, I know I couldn't hit those two free throws in that pressure situation, but uh, Devo kind of redeemed himself for for the stuff against Kentucky and and hit two of the biggest free throws all year. Yeah, he he did. And um, there is uh, obviously, it's not all rainbows coming out of the game. You wonder about uh, a guy like Jordan Walsh who was uh, favoring his back. You know, how effective is he going to be able to be, particularly if there are more games this weekend? Beyond tonight, uh, how how is that uh, going to impact the rotation? And you know, it's just um, that's one of the concerns coming out of that game uh, for Arkansas. Uh, the other would be the 19 turnovers. That's a that's a um, a a faucet that'll have to be shut down if you're going to beat better competition as this thing um, tightens up here in the SEC tournament over the next. Uh, day or so if Arkansas is fortunate enough to advance. So a couple things there to be concerned about, but uh, I think the main thing is uh, how effective can Jordan Walsh be with uh, with whatever's ailing his back that we saw last night. Yeah, Derek, he, uh, on, on the subject of Jordan with the back spasms, just hoping, and I, I was talking with Tommy and Chuck about that, I've had them. They're not fun. Uh, they have this like shock thing that goes in your back, so hopefully he's okay. And on the turnovers, Anthony ended up having five or six. I think he ended up with five. A lot of those were unforced. And he's had a game or two, like, and I say a game or two, he really in the last couple of games hadn't played great in terms of turning the ball over, but he did have an, a really efficient game with six rebounds, six assists, and also 16 points last night. So he's just, in certain situations, those cross-court passes he's got to, that he makes occasionally, he's just got to be rock solid knowing that his guy is staying stationary and not moving because a couple times it looked like he thought his his teammate was going to stand still and just sit in that spot either at the elbow, at the three-point line, or, and they would move trying to get open. So hopefully they'll be on better page tonight because you do that against A&M. There's, I don't think you're going to come away with the victory. Yeah, another thing about this, I mean, it's not like this is one of the more unique Arkansas uh, marches that I've seen because, like, it's it's so simple. Like they have to. There's they really only have one way that they can be successful throughout the year. Now some things may change. Does Nick Smith get some more confidence shooting the ball after he made that jumper that ended up being the game winner, uh, more or less last night? Um, but generally, what they did in the first you know thirty some odd minutes, that's what they have to do. And when that doesn't happen, that's when we've seen problems it's it's mm-hmm. it's almost too simple to to analyze honestly what uh what is success and what is not success for, for this team it's really it's really unique that they're just not you know it it's not a very diverse attack you know it's like get to the basket get to the paint and score that's that's the that's the recipe it's the way it's been all year would you equate it to this show if you guys don't have a good first or second segment that the rest of the show is just kind of off the rails and by the wayside at this point, just got to give up, basically. Hmm. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we thrive off the rails, though. I mean, yeah. we we uh, we don't uh, we don't do rails very well 
Uh, no color within the lines. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we no, I, walk around their shirts untucked, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's it's a po- it's a positive when this team gets going in the right direction. It's uh, I mean, for them offensively to end up shooting fifty six percent, and it's not like Auburn had a bad offensive game. They shot forty nine percent. You just seemed to corral most rebounds, and they didn't have a lot of second chance opportunities. So. Uh, Arkansas had some defensive stop. They didn't have a great defensive second half, but they got some stops when they needed it. And I just think it's – I mean, everyone, everyone no listening knows the term slump buster, right? Yes. Uh, it's, <laughs> I didn't know what it was until I watched until Phil Elson encouraged me to watch Bull Durham. But <laughs> to, to have an Auburn by no means is a bad basketball team. That team is probably going to the NCAA tournament unless something crazy happens. That was a win that you needed in the most desperate of ways. And even if you lose tonight, the confidence that you saw from every single one of those players, including the young guys who really, really needed to just see a win again in front of their own eyes, it's going to be huge for next weekend, Derek. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Still on the 8-9 line today and probably remain there. Maybe they could get up to a seven. Uh, it's just, you know, there's so many variables around the nation to see what happens, but um, we'll see how that all shakes out. But they are solidly in. They were solidly in before last night's game, win or lose. But I think the people that were out there wondering how can they just lost three in a row. How can they be a tournament team? Now they're breathing a little easier after what happened last night. So here we are on Ruskin and Zach with uh, Ty sitting in here for a couple of hours. We'll open up the phones here in a minute if you want to get in here with a thought on all of this stuff. Alabama has rolled past Mississippi State. Mississippi State's an interesting case because have they done enough to get in with a win yesterday in the SEC tournament and turning around and uh, losing to a very good Alabama team. So, Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. It's good to say we got Ty in uh, Nashville SEC tournament. They're about to get underway in a little bit with Tennessee and Missouri. The second game of the day, Alabama had no issue with Mississippi State in the first game of the day, so Alabama's on to the semifinals. We are also here in the uh, Eat My Catfish studio. We've got the uh, Springdale Jonesboro game on the TV right now. So DQ oh, wow. and I have been watching that. Um, throughout the uh, the break here. Jonesboro is up six. They have played a minute and a half in the second quarter in the 6A Boys uh, Championship. By the way, uh, congrats to the Conway girls who won the 6A State Championship earlier this afternoon. I don't know why the largest classifications played at noon on a Friday, but it is what it is. So anyway, that's the girls' game anyway. The guys' game started around two. So we're keeping an eye on that as well for anybody who's interested in in those results. So we got a lot going on here. We got basketball 
college, high school. We got it everywhere, Zach, or uh, uh, everywhere, Ty Richardson. <laughs> How many times are we going to – I feel bad for you today. You're so used to saying that. It's going to be difficult to change. I, if if Springdale loses, we're blaming Zach, right? They're, it's he, not their turnovers. It's not their lack of rebounding or their shooting. We just blame Zach Barnes, correct? I, I, uh, I, yes, that's that's entirely it, – it's entirely his fault. And I, I learned this last week at the state tournament because um, – I was not calling the games for West. I was just there as a spectator, uh, you know, supporting Coach White and the team and everything. And it's a million times worse, Ty, sitting there. Then the broadcasting is easy. Sitting there just as a fan, like you don't know what to do with your hands. It's very. Uh, and he has uh, texted me and confirmed it is a million times worse, just <laughs> sitting there as opposed to broadcasting because you're. Your brain is occupied with you know the facts of the game, who's got the ball, who's leading, all that stuff. So you don't have time to be stressed out. You have all the time to be stressed out when you're just sitting there in the stands. Yeah, a perfect example. So I'm asking Chuck this morning. I was like, man, what's going through in your moment when Auburn takes a lead for the first time in 37, 38 minutes? He's like, I'm just working, Todd. He just gave me like a very simple, <laughs> matter-of-the-fact answer. And I was like, that's not how I think. Because I, I left my media section and was sitting up with some Arkansas fans and watching their reaction, my reaction. It's much more difficult. I'm not thinking about the various things that you, Zach, and Chuck are thinking about. I'm thinking, are they going to choke away another game? And luckily, they didn't. Right. But, uh, yeah, your uh, your thought process during the course of a basketball game, especially – your, the high school team that you work for is a lot different than me watching Arkansas. That's for dang sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's it's when you're used to on the high school level, you know, you, you're used to calling those games, and then you're not, and you're just watching them. It's just like, boy, this is this is this is a lot worse. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how people do it, but and, and I don't have I mean I don't have a kid on the team or anything. I'm just you know, I'm a I'm a hired hand over there, but still, it was uh, it was nerve wracking, but. West, of course, uh, had a great year. Springdale had a great year as well. I mean, the three seed running through the uh, the state tournament all the way to the finals here, and uh, now down eight in the second quarter to uh, Jonesboro. It's um, so we're keeping an eye on that, and uh, we'll make sure that Zach survives. Help me Hot on Springs. this. It, has it kind of been a changing of the guard? Because usually it's y'all, it's the Central Arkansas teams that dominate the basketball side of things, and it's most of the time you have a state championship game, and it often. It sometimes has two Central Arkansas teams, but you don't yeah. have either. You got Northeast team and a Northwest team, which I was I, I kind of surprised at. Is it? Is it been you? You follow the, you follow the basketball in high school a lot more than I do. Has there been a, somewhat of a change in the guard at least this past season? It's uh, you know it's Jonesboro's first year at six A since the uh, okay. since they reclassified everything. So this is their first six A title game. Obviously, they've been a good program uh, for a while over there. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit different to not see a Little Rock Central or North Little Rock. Uh, you know, of course, you know, when you lose somebody like Nick Smith, like North Little Rock did, you know, it's it's difficult to reload, I would imagine, yeah. after someone that, that caliber uh, moves on. But uh, yeah. It's, Rice it, retired too. That's right. In addition to that, and Khalil Ware. So you, you had three, three dominoes that fell last season, after yeah. last season. Yeah. So uh, it op- opened things up a little bit. The um, And um, yeah, it's... Um, it's it's interesting to see uh, to see how things have kind of uh, changed a little bit. We'll see what happens next year. Of course, uh, Central is not going anywhere with uh, with Boateng and uh, and that uh, that group that, that Coach Ross has. So I mean, they are still uh, they're still going to be really good. He'll be year. a senior next year. I believe right so. There? Yeah, I think so. I think he's a twenty four. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. some outstanding in state kids in this next class. You've got the Burgess kid from Ben Boateng. 
and I, the, the Springdale kid. I think there's one more that I'm missing as well. But I think that's just the luxury that you have here in Arkansas where, uh, especially in basketball, you only need two or three kids to really yeah. change a program. I think we saw in year, year two under Musselman, you get four in-state kids, three of which end up being starters by season's end. And those are all those are all in-state products. You, you just don't have that same uh, – I hate to say per capita because that's not necessarily a great um, metaphor, but you get what I'm meaning when it comes to basketball and football on that side of things and recruiting. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because going into the tournament, there has been quite a bit of conversation about the way this team was put together by Musselman. And there's a school of thought out there that maybe moving forward – it's more portal heavy, less, you know, 18 year old centric around the roster. I don't know what he's going to do moving forward. It looks like at times he has just, I mean, I, I heard the comment last night when he did the halftime interview, like he's aged like a president this year. Like he doesn't look <laughs> as young and spry as he used to. This, uh, this season has taken a lot out, out of Eric Musselman. Um, what do you think about that? Like, how is this, you know, he kind of deviated a little bit from his formula this year and during the regular season we know it was a mixed bag but one out of one so far in postseason games in March I, I'm, I don't know what they what the plan is going to be moving forward in that in that regard I think this discussion is something we can have now and then something we can have once Arkansas postseason concludes because if they go on a run it's all for nothing it's right. all for nothing people all the complaining and moaning and and other things that we could say right now, it, it, people, they'll go by the wayside because at the end of the day, all that matters is March. You all know that. Yep. And back-to-back years, you've had teams that have struggled early on in conference play. And they got rolling at the end of February or middle of February and into March. And that's what matters. Now, two years ago, you did with three true freshmen, three in-state kids, and some quality transfers like Justin Smith and then uh, Jalen Tate. Last year, you only had one freshman you brought in. Chance Moore didn't play a lick. And you had all transfers. And guys that were already on the roster that did it. This year is the first time he's brought in three five-star, second-best class. And to me, when you say five-star, like, Anthony Black, to me, doesn't come across as a pretty boy. I mean, that kid, like, how many times have we watched him play injured this year? Right. I mean, I don't think that when it comes to five-star. Jordan seems to be a blue-collar player. Like, he's going to go get offensive rebounds. He's going to hustle. Still needs to keep his fouls down. I think the whole question that you're really asking me deviates around Nick Smith. and To me, it's more about Rand Paul and clutch sports. Like like how much interaction, how much behind-the-scenes conversation, how much control, give and take, was Eric Bosselman having to do throughout the year? Because I think that was probably the, if you want to look at one section of the season, that conversation, those discussions probably aged him more than anything. Yeah, because, you know, coaches are – notoriously control freaks and that was a situation that I don't believe he was ever in control of and that's that's the deal you kind of make I guess when you when when you're in that when, when you're in business with someone like that I mean let's be honest that's what it is so yeah I, there's that's going to be something I'm intrigued about uh moving forward but um yeah I mean it's it's been um it's been interesting, and your point is exactly what we said here yesterday, which is like, look, I mean, you can talk about three-game losing streaks. I mean, we learned this, uh, we've learned this time and time again with the with the Razorback sports that football a little bit because a bowl game is postseason, but baseball and basketball, whatever happens in the tournament is what's going to be remembered. Nobody cares that the baseball team limped into the uh, into the postseason last year. What they remember is Omaha. 
Um, you know, the same thing will be the story will be written about this basketball team. It's, it's they're not going to remember, you know, getting blown out with Tennessee or whatever. They're going to remember what happens over the next uh, week or more, or two weeks or more uh, with the season. That's exactly um, that's that's the deal. That's that's college basketball right now. So yeah, I mean, and because the regular season has been diminished to a certain degree because you've added teams, you've lengthened the tournament. That's what people look to, and some will say, well, the same thing's going to happen in college football when you uh, expand the playoff, and I, I think there's some, some pros and cons to doing that, but I'll also agree with that statement. I, I just think about the – like, no one remembers the team two years ago getting rocked by Alabama and LSU. No one remembers the fact that you started, I think, 1-3 in conference play this past season. What you remember is you played Duke and Baylor for the right to go to the Final Four. Yeah. That's what you remember. You remember that shot that a Texas Tech player missed that sent you to the first Sweet 16 since 96. I mean, these moments, uh, people can, I guarantee you, our listeners right now, Derek, can remember more things that happened in the postseason the last two years than the entire, what, 30 other, and so that would have been 60 regular season games. It's not close to me, man. Yeah, you're not going to remember much about the South Dakota State game. And (laughs) one of the things... Um, I was thinking about earlier when you were um, when you were talking about the the team is just Anthony Black has done such a great job of and I was critical of him in January of being too much involved in the nonsense of the game and just how much I enjoyed just watching him play. I think we had this conversation on the post game show after Vanderbilt and he has done such a great job of just playing the game. You know, he's not being. Uh, you know, he, he can still be a pest, but he's not, you know, that and that antagonist as much as we've seen. And yeah. he's really, I mean, he's just he's just playing ball, and it's um, it's just it's so, it's great to see that happen over the last you know six weeks or so. Derek, did you see him uh, wishing the Auburn fans a safe trip home yesterday <laughs> after the game? I mean, I'm crying. I, I'm not kidding. As soon as the game concludes, and I didn't notice it, I, I posted the video more just to, to get the last sequence where Wendell Green missed that jumper. And I, I'm trying to zoom in on all the other Arkansas players. Jordan's jumping up and down. Uh, you got Ricky just pumping his fist. And all of a sudden, you just see A.B. in the middle of the court waving goodbye to all the Auburn fans. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, smell you later, fellas. So uh, oh. he's still got a little bit of that in him. But what I think uh, it, it's definitely been um, shortened, and there's less of it during the course of the game like you spoke to yeah. than there was at, at, at points this season. All right, here's what's going on here on ESPN Arkansas, Okay. Some of you are going to go to the baseball game here at the, as we say in the industry, the bottom of the hour. That's 2.30 in uh, in normal person talk, all right? <laughs> then at 5.30, you're going to cut over to the basketball game, all right? So baseball for some of you here in a few seconds, and then basketball at 5.30. Our show, Ty and I, will continue on ESPN 99.5 in Northwest Arkansas, and we will continue streaming on Hit That Line So that is the plan. Make your um, adjustments accordingly for the next few hours. So baseball next. We will continue on 99.5 and on hitthatline.com. All right, so we continue here. Uh, 866-285-4005 if you want to uh, get in here and uh, have a thought or two. On all of this. DQ, did I say Tooken a minute ago? You did. <laughs> oh, can you clip that for us? I, there's enough of the... Uh, the I the, did notice that. 
the Dovins that I have here on this program. I'm, I'm sorry. The, these tapes have been destroyed. I, I don't know what happened. They are, they're, they're gone already. I don't oh. know what happened there. Uh, but to update something we were talking about earlier, Jonesboro 24, Springdale 21 at halftime now in the 6A boys uh, championship game from Hot Springs. Uh, another thing, uh, Ty, I just saw come in here. Um, Mike Anderson has been let go at St. John's after uh, his four seasons there with the Red Storm. There's a lot of talk that they want Rick Pitino, who has resurrected his career up at Iona in the MAAC conference. Iona's could be a tournament team here uh, in the next week or so. So that's um, that's official now as St. John's has let Mike Anderson go. Yeah, and I've, it's a battle for two Big East teams to get him because Georgetown just let go of Patrick Ewing, and then you just mentioned the, the St. John's Red Storm job. To me, the Georgetown job is better. You got... I guess two Northeast. I guess Georgetown's in D.C. St. John's in New York. I, I just I brought this up earlier this morning, Derek. I think sometimes athletic directors, board of trustee members, just think, "Hey, let's just go hire the best player uh, of the program history, and he'll be a good coach." And for Ewing, I know Ewing was a longtime assistant. I, I think they pulled Mullen out of. I can't even remember where they pulled Chris Mullen out of, but those two guys. I, I thought he was on TV. You might you might be right. Those are two of the most revered players in the history of the Big East. And for the Red Storm and the Hoyas, I'd say the best in, in both of their cases. And it just didn't pan out. I, there is so much that goes into coaching that we, you and I, don't understand. So many little things that are taken for granted. And uh, I, I think sometimes people just think, oh, the name is going to fit. It fits, and he'll be able to recruit. But it, it's much more than that, as we see on a on a yearly basis, with certain guys that maybe were legends at their program, but it doesn't necessarily pan out. Let's talk to Pinto here. Hi, Pinto. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, I have to agree with you on it looks like Musselman has aged this year. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it's a gigantic pain in the butt to deal with the handlers and the agents. And if you'll remember, Nolan, he said, to hell with this crap. And that was just AAU coaches before the portal and before the NIL and agents. Nolan said, I ain't dealing with these guys. Right. It's going to be a little different when the NBA um, allows, you know, 18-year-olds again. The one-and-done rule, it looks like it's going to go away uh, here in the next collective bargaining agreement. So there won't. I mean, the one-and-done era will be over in college mm-hmm. basketball. So I want—I don't know what that'll look like. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, Nick Smith would be in the NBA right now if there was a, um, you know, if there wasn't the eight, the uh, 19-year-old age limit, right? That, oh, no question. Yeah. Yeah, no question. So that'll change some of that. So, but some of these coaches, too, like I look at, you know, Bayheim probably stayed too far at the dance. <laughs> you, were, you were on him yesterday. Krzyzewski was uh, was uh, running out. Uh, Jay Wright's the interesting one that, like, with NIL and the portal, like, some of these coaches are just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore, you know? So, um, I, but I think that it's going to maybe pivot back another way. The portal is still going to be, you know, what it is. And, of course, NIL's not going anywhere. But in terms of, you know, the one-and-done stuff, um, maybe things will swing a, a new direction in college basketball and there'll be, um, you know, less craziness behind the scenes. But that's Kinda probably like, not going to happen. 
Yeah, it's kind of like Tommy with Derek and myself when we're going through contract negotiations. Derek's got a fancy agent, and Tommy has to deal with that <laughs> BS, and I, he just goes through me. And I just go from uh, minimum wage to a quarter above minimum wage any time. So it's much easier to negotiate with me than it is with you, Derek, with your with your fancy agent and everything that you have to that, that your what's the uh what what's the the word for what an artist wants when they come into town it's a specific word oh the like, writer yeah the writer yeah like right. i have to have this 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 yes. this this have in to order have to all the show. green m m's yeah 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 all derek the... has to have this 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 this, <laughs> this yes. the temperature cannot vary uh, vary from this many degrees in the studio yeah <laughs> i uh, i have a long list of demands ty as you well know so yeah it's uh it's um and, but it, and sometimes they're met so that's uh that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So, and, and, you know, another thing about, um, you know, Syracuse isn't in the Big East anymore. And really, the move to the ACC hasn't worked out all that great for them. But these are like titan programs of the once great Big East. Georgetown needs a coach. Syracuse needs a coach. And St. John's needs a coach. Pretty um, pretty fascinating to see uh, what's that. Well, Syracuse has a coach already yeah. with, uh, with Autry. But, I mean, the, but the, to see... Those three things change uh, is um, is something that that stood out to me as well. I'm surprised that Bayheim didn't try to throw Buddy or his other son. Just say, oh, he he just graduated college, but he's going to be the head coach right. now. Because a lot of times these coaches that have been in a certain program for a number of years, like, hey, my son's going to do this once they retire, and the administration's just like, okay, and they graciously, and it never works out. I mean, it it, it didn't work out for Coach Sun's son at Oklahoma State. It didn't work out for. Uh, Bob Knight's son at Texas Tech. I mean, the, these legends that that have uh, most of the time. And Muslim is kind of one of the few lone examples where you have this a, a track record of a, a a father who's a good coach at different levels. And I mean, at, at this point, I would probably say Eric's got a better track record than his dad, right? Yeah. Based on what he's done. Yeah, it's, I mean, the college ranks for sure. Head to Twin Peaks and Rogers, your sports headquarters, where the 29-degree draft beer is flowing, the kitchen is bursting with made-from-scratch fan favorites, and the game is blasting from every angle. Come in for the ultimate game day experience or visit them online at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com to order to go or delivery and enjoy your Twin Peaks scratch favorites from home. More TVs, bigger screens, plus their scenic views. There's more to watch at Twin Peaks. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. We're back at 18 minutes in front of three. 
Ruskin and Zach with uh, Ty sitting in for Zach for a little while today. We've uh, got a line open. You want to hop in here at 866-285-4005. Of course, Arkansas and Texas A&M coming up in a little bit. Uh, a few hours from now at uh, Bridgestone Arena at the SEC Tournament. And, uh, you know, Ty, I saw this story today. And I just I, I want you to be careful out there, all right? <laughs> okay. I want you to be careful out there. This is in Pompano Beach, Florida. Okay. Where a um, a man went to the uh, Seminole Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood, Florida. He met a couple of women. He thought, okay, this is going to be a very good night. Um, <laughs> the uh, women then robbed him. Oh, geez. <laughs> yes. I was uh, I was just talking to a member with the Arkansas media. He was asking me the the plans after the game, and I'll be in a much better mood if they win tonight. But one of the great things about this tournament is you've got some of the uh, the most beautiful ladies from all over the, the Southeastern Conference that frequent outside of Bridgestone. So there's uh, there's plenty of uh, conversation to be had about, what, about what's happening this weekend. And uh, now I just hope that I'm not going to get robbed by a bunch of uh, beautiful, brown-eyed, brunette Kentucky girls. That's tonight. right. The, kind of uh, scary, Derek. The, uh, the sheriff says the suspects uh, got away with um, uh, gun, uh, sneakers, <laughs> and watches. So... Uh, this guy got robbed by these uh, two women there after he, they met at the casino there in Florida. It was just two. Did they get him, like, smashed? Is that what happened? <laughs> that had to have been what happened, right? The um, surveillance footage was released uh, in hopes. They just, they don't, this happened in December. They still don't know who these women are. Oh, wow. So um, there are two women in the uh, man's townhouse before they run out the door and into the parking lot. <laughs> uh, one woman appears to um, um, have some sort of, uh, it says here, wardrobe malfunction as she runs across the uh, parking lot. And they got away with um, several big ticket items, I would imagine, there. So, Well, Derek, <laughs> let's be honest. If there's anyone in this company that's going to get conned by a female, he, he's yeah. sitting here in Bridgestone Arena. <laughs> let's just be let's be abundantly clear and, and perfectly uh, open about that. So uh, I, I appreciate the advice. I appreciate the warning. I don't know how that's going to compute with vodka Red Bulls, Kurz Lights, and various other things that get consumed tonight. But we'll see if now, I can remember that. What, what, did, what did you say last week about vodka Red Bulls? They, they oh, set the tone. Set the tone, brother. <laughs> what get, does that mean? <laughs> I've never tone. heard this. It's a, it's a good palate to kind of set the tone for the night. I mean, it gets you energized, gets you the vibe check starts going. Our <laughs> listeners are just like, what the what the heck is this stupid 28-year-old <laughs> talking about? I don't know. It's just uh, it's just like an energy thing. It's a booster. Uh, okay. you, you, I mean, it's just like hitting a Vegas bomb or something. You just get going a little bit. Sets so. the tone. Sets the tone, baby. It's like, I mean, hey, think about it. Arkansas goes on a, a 10-0 run yesterday early in the first half. You set the tone. Uh, you get a Red, Red Bull at the bar. It's going to be a good night. Plenty of cute girls around. You set the tone. So that so, starts it off. Yeah. Okay. You, uh, I mean, if Arkansas wins tonight, the Cowboy Hat's going to be on full display. and uh, <laughs> We're going to have a great night tonight. If they lose, I'm going to be sad and dreary, and hopefully that will um, will get changed later on tonight. The, but the, I, the hat only comes out after a win. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I don't like to wear that thing after a win because I'm just too depressed if Arkansas loses in football or basketball and baseball to to sport such a such a fine piece of equipment. <laughs> and uh, I guess they could cheer me up to a certain extent, but I only want to wear that thing. It's a happy cowboy hat. It's uh, as my friends call it. It's a uh, 
I I was telling you and Zach this the other day. They call me either Hawaiian cowboy or country cup cowboy because I'm about as country as uh, Donald Trump, Derek. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I might be I might be cityer than Donald Trump. I bet Donald Trump fishes and hunts more than I do. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. He cheats more at golf than you do. That's for sure. But uh, I don't cheat at golf. So I, that's I can, what I'm saying. <laughs> I can. Uh, I'm can be to, I just suck. That's why Tommy and Chuck and Clay never want to play with me because I'm horrible. Um, but it's uh, still a great sport, man. It's a beautiful game. It is a beautiful game. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, that's. Um, I just wanted to. I just wanted you to be on the lookout for these uh, these con women out there. You know, they're they're out there. We don't hear about this very often, but I mean, it's <laughs> it's a real danger. The danger is real. So, so does that mean I shouldn't frequent the uh, the the bars after the game and, and kind of being scared and being cautious of me getting picked. Well, the thing is, whatever gets stolen, I can just expense and get new from well, Tommy. Right, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the clear either way. It's not like I don't have a rich benefactor that can take care of me if it's if something goes awry tonight. Now, I, I wanted to ask about um, uh, hot, each, uh, hot chicken because uh, yesterday okay. – um, Someone described Hattie B's as like the tourist trap of, uh, of Nashville uh, hot chicken. So what? What's the what? What was the place? Was there a place today yet? So with the place that we used to go to when I lived here to watch Arkansas basketball games and football games was a, a barbecue place, and I got some Alabama white wings. I am going to get hot chicken someplace tomorrow. Um, Party Fowl is a good spot. Uh, Bolden's is another good spot. Prince's is uh, kind of the original. Um, I the, the the friend that I'm here with this weekend, we took him to Hattie B's and he just ripped it after. He was, <laughs> I mean, it, this, that was such a tourist trap. It was no, not worth the money. Blah blah blah. So I'm gonna take him to more of an authentic uh, Nashville hot chicken place that's net, less touristy because I think they got Hattie B's in like Memphis, Dallas, and other places. And right. We'll take him to more of an authentic Nashville hot chicken spot tomorrow. Yeah. Do they still have the one that's like right across from the arena now? Like it's in that. You know, it's down the street from Blake Shelton and all those um, fancy yeah, pants, and I you know, can't, corporate bars or whatever they are. Yeah, Derek, well, here's what's kind of happened with Nashville. And it has on Dixon Street to an extent with a couple places going in, is you've got these former, like, local dive spots on Broadway that the, the locals actually would still go down because probably it's a tourist app, trap as a whole. But those are getting just, like, bought out slash going out of business. And then, like you said, Luke Combs and Blake yeah. Shelton and Alan Jackson, all these country artists are like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this bar for $5.4 million and slap my name up there. I mean, that's just kind of the – Miranda Lambert's she's got her Casa Rosa, which has got, like, a three or four-to-one girl-to-guy ratio. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> uh, it's – I mean, it's just like uh, – just like they're all they're all country artists now. It's like if you're a country artist, uh, ride a pass. It's like I'm surprised Morgan Wallen doesn't have a a bar yet on the, on the strip well, in Nashville. Maybe it's in the works. He's waiting. Him, on, and, on... him and Combs are, are working. I don't think Combs has one yet. They're working on it. It's, it's probably sounds like. Yeah, they're we're waiting on a spot to open up, and they're gonna <laughs> jump right in there on that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that's true. Um, all right. So some of the. Um, some of the color around Nashville for everybody there to to to, uh, to hear about because you know th these trips are not just about uh, you know covering games and press conferences and the boring oh. stuff. No, you got to get out there. You got to see the town. Yeah, exactly. Derek, I'm, I'm twenty. I'm twenty eight, and you and I are in different stages of life. That's Tommy very true. Yes, and Dak and everyone else. <laughs> so it's like 
I, I don't know why I, I, I should be ashamed or not proud of being my age and taking advantage of my opportunities as a young blonde stallion. Like you just you go you go on these trips and you you have fun outside of just doing your job, you know. <laughs> There's some content for you. Inside a young week, blonde stallion, he says. All right. Uh, Tanner in Tupelo is uh, with us now here. Hi, Tanner. What's up, Derek? What's up, Ty? Glad you're enjoying some time there in Nashville. Uh, I wanted to just jump in and say real quick about the hot chicken stuff. So I lived in, when I left Arkansas in 2003 to go to college, lived in Nashville on West End Avenue uh, for most of that time until I left in 2012. So I, you know, I give my left arm to move back to Nashville. I love it so much. I lived there for that long, and I never even heard of hot chicken. So this whole hot chicken phenomenon, authentic hot chicken, it's like, this is new. This is so touristy. It drives me nuts. Can't mm. stand it. But it was awesome to see uh, Musk put on that Preds jersey last night for the postgame. That was awesome. So hopefully we'll yeah. get a win tonight. Y'all have a great day. Go Preds. I love the NHL. I mean, we're getting close to hockey corner time here on Ruskin and Zach when we get into the playoffs in April. I mean, we're going to have go. five games a night. we gotta, we got to be on top of all that. Thank you, Tanner, for the uh, for the phone call. Yeah, Derek, uh, I got a chance when I was here. The station I worked for did stuff with the Preds, so we got tickets to every game. And, I, I mean, I, I'm not talking about tickets. I'm talking about tickets, tickets, like seven rows from the ice tickets. Right. And my buddies had come in town. I'd ask the old boss, hey, can I get bored of this game? He Go through the desk, give them to me, and uh, yeah, I mean, I love SEC football. Basketball is my favorite sport, but a hockey, a heightened hockey game on like a Friday or Saturday night, that that sucker's intense. I know the Preds. I know we have listeners like the Stars and the Blues, uh, maybe the Blackhawks to a certain degree. But I mean, these these hockey these these interdivision rivalry hockey games are wild, dude. They're yeah. nuts. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a different deal. It's a, it's a different deal. It's the most physical sport, which is one of the reasons I like it so much. I mean, they, football, it, you know, uh, football is like uh, like nothing compared to some of these some of these hockey games and and guys, you know, diving in front of ninety mile an hour slap shots before <laughs> they they try to hit them before they get to the goalie because that's uh you know that's what they're trying to do out there. It's a it's phenomenal. Apparently uh, Arkansas's got a pretty good hockey team, dude. Apparently they're like top ten. It's it's a club team, but yeah. they, they used to not be anything. And now they're they're like really good this year. Or not just this year, but the past couple years, apparently. Yeah. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dine-in and carry-out. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! All righty, final chance to get some thoughts in before the game tonight, which you will hear, of course, right here on the radio and on hitthatline.com. 
You know, Hogstats just pointed out this is the sixth game in two seasons between Arkansas and Texas A&M. A&M knocked him out of the tournament last year, the SEC tournament last year. And um, I have to wonder, like, when does, like, uh, like, I know Arkansas and Auburn don't like each other, but six times in, in two seasons, like, and some of the players are different. I understand all that. But. When do you just get tired of each other and, you know, you start to see some tempers or some, you know, some heated words and things like that that boil over? I mean, we know Arkansas is definitely not afraid of that happening in a basketball game, uh, certainly with this team. I just wonder, you know, familiarity breeds contempt, all that stuff. Six meeting in two years between these two. So should be another intense one, as they usually are. And again, I don't know, does A&M stumble because this is their first game in six days. And can Arkansas exploit that? Or does, Arkansas, does A&M come out a house of fire like Alabama did earlier today? You know, uh, Missouri uh, today, they played their first game. They were uh, right there from the jump in there with um, with Tennessee. They the, the most they fell behind was eight points. And the most uh, Missouri led by was at the end of the game by eight points. So they were in the thing the whole way through. They shoot 60% in the second half, 52% in the game in their first game. So there's a team that's not um, not rusty at all with about, uh, with about a week off there. Here's Allen texted in here. Where on the West Coast will Eric be coaching next year? This will happen. Please. All right. Allen, not a fan of going to back-to-back Elite Eights, obviously. You know, this is the thing where, you know, it's the social media polarization. Nuance is dead, even in our industry, where if you critique one thing about somebody, all of a sudden you, like, hate them. That's not the way this works at all. Like I've said, and I thought during the regular season, there were times where Eric Musselman did a bad job managing this whole situation. Um, But that doesn't mean I want to run out of here or to leave or anything like that. There's just a there's just a certain element of society that just doesn't understand that most of life is gray. It's not black and white. You know? Everybody wants us to get into these perfect little um funnels. You're this or that. And the truth is that there's gray. I can be upset with a couple things, but it doesn't mean that I, I don't like one person or another person or whatever it is. So I don't know. There's somebody saying he's going to UCLA next year and Mick Cronin's going to Texas. All right. So uh, clearly, DQ, there are a couple people out there who are uh, not necessarily excited following a win yeah. <laughs> last night against Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess there have just been... Well, I was reading up on... A, what was his? Alan? Was that his name? His text... He seems yeah. to have been a muscleman hater since pretty much the beginning. So Oh, so it's way back. I'll I'll give him that. Wow. Well he's consistent. <laughs> At least he's stuck to his beliefs. He has not waffled. <laughs> he has not flip flopped with the wind blowing. He's uh, he's been against it the whole time. All right. Uh JB wants uh, Alan to go chew on sandpaper. All right. There's one uh that really um <laughs> That really elevated the conversation, JB. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Here's a text about the uh, the society where you're either this or that is Twitter. That's exactly right. And let me just tell you, I, I am not going to be first in line to run the radio station in Elon Musk's town that he is uh, building outside of Austin. Didn't we already try this with David Koresh? Yeah, is there any more? You told me this earlier. Is there any more information on this town? (laughs) Hold on. I got it right here. Um, Yes, Elon Musk is building his own town in Texas. He describes it as sort of a Texas utopia along the Colorado River. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) Utopias. They always work out, DQ. Um, He wants to... um, Name, uh, you know, all, all this stuff. It'll be adjacent to the boring and SpaceX facilities that are currently under construction. And to already include some modular homes and signs hang from poles reading, Welcome to Snailbrook, Texas. I guess they're going to call it Snailbrook, Texas. It's 35 miles outside of Austin. He's going to build a town there, just like the Hershey's did. When they yeah. built the Hershey plant, they built Hershey, Pennsylvania for all the workers to live in. Or the, um, oh man, I always bring this up to my mom. The Collier? Hmm. It was, no, it's some washing machine company that basically built, built the a town. town. Yeah. They had like their own currency and everything. Like Wow. And when that was illegal, like you couldn't do that, but they did it anyway. I can't remember what it's called. No. Probably have good internet too, Dennis points out in- and that's uh, that's really all that matters, right? Never mind if your house is falling down or the, the pipes don't work. But yeah, got to have a good internet. Yeah. So he is... Um, he's uh, going to start his own town. I will not be running the radio station there. I'll just... <laughs> um, anyway. DQ, do you want to run the radio station in Snailbrook, Texas? If he'll pay me $5 million a year, I will. Well, I got bad news I'll for you. I'll sell out to Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Kohler. Yeah. Kohler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Kohler, so then, Wisconsin. Yes, right? yes, because when we went to Michigan, uh, the last two times we went to Michigan and we drove through, my mom told me the story of that town twice. <laughs> twice? Oh, good. Yeah, she likes to um, retell stories, and I just let her do it. I don't... I don't say that's oh. the best solution. I don't tell. I don't say, hey, you've already told me this story before. You, you know, I've learned this um, because my mom will repeat bits of information from back home. And I've tried to and I'm going to adopt a new approach. I'm just going to go along with it and not say you already told me that or sometimes, whatever. I'm just going to let him go. Sometimes if I've heard the story more than twice, more than three times, and I know the story is a pretty long one. I will say, oh, yeah, yeah, you've told me about that before. Just so I don't have to hear it again. It's like when Rose starts a story about St. Olaf on the Golden Girls, you know? It's just (laughs) going to, oh, another one of these. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Not moving there. I like it here. It's fine. Uh, Let's see here. What else is going on in the world? Been a lot of sports today. Um, you can text us if you got something going on. 866-285-4005. Oh yeah, I don't have a lot on this, but I just saw this and it um it struck me. Um, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, Joe Mazzula, he sleeps with his mouth taped shut. 
What? <laughs> he tapes his mouth shut <laughs> when he goes to sleep. Try and find out more about this. Yeah. He tapes his mouth shut when he sleeps. Yeah. Does he give a reason? I'm looking for that here. Um, it's, um, yeah, he does it. He was talking on uh, 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston about this. Um, he says there's sleep tape. Yeah, I have, I have, I'm looking at this right now. Yeah. You have to find ways to take care of yourself and optimize as much as you can. Um, so I guess this helps him sleep. Sleep tape. Hmm. Well, you're not going to wake yourself up snoring, are you? If you no, take your you... mouth shut. <laughs> I don't know. No, it doesn't. Seems like if something bad happened, you could suffocate yourself. Also, um, and maybe this isn't practical in that sport where you're traveling half the year, um, would a sleep apnea mask help? I don't know. <laughs> People sleep better with those, don't they? I think. Yeah, but they're they're a hassle. Yeah, it's not very portable, I don't no. think. No. I don't know. Hmm. No. Is it to help? Maybe, we're, maybe we're learning something like we learned about shower beers that one day. Like we didn't know this was a thing. And people are like, oh, yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> didn't know. Hacker says there's an article somewhere today about uh, taping your mouth shut to sleep. Yeah, does it help with, what does it help with? Uh, Smack Daddy's wife tapes his mouth shut when he wakes up. <laughs> that joke was inevitable. You got there first, Smack Daddy. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what if you have a cold? You can't breathe through that's your nose. What, that's what Steve asks, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you... Don't do it Maybe that week. Maybe don't do it that night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Make sure you have uh, clear nasal passages before you go and uh, block your mouth, I guess. Hmm. Here's a text. Uh, not going to lie, Ruskin. I don't think your Golden Girl references land with this audience. Well, you got it. I, don't, don't, don't sell these people short. You got it. Oh, well. Okay. We're getting um, not great intel on this, so we'll no. just move along. But I did see that This today. is not helpful. Apparently, nobody knows about this. Yeah. We should have brought it up sooner. We could have had more time to, to dig into this. To dove in, if you would, about, uh, about this thing. Uh, we've got a new asteroid that could hit Earth. That's another exciting thing today. A newly discovered asteroid has a small chance of coming into contact with Earth. Um, their new discovery has a 1 in 1,200 chance of hitting Earth. Hmm. It could happen. Now, here's the good news, everybody. This asteroid could happen February 14th, 2046. Oh, okay. We've got some time to plan. We've got to... <laughs> You know, the better part of 23 years to get ready for potential impact with uh, this asteroid. I like that we can forecast now 20-some years out when yeah. an asteroid might might hit us. That's I find pretty good. comfort in knowing that if the government knew the world was going to end, they would not tell anybody. No, they would not. I've seen that movie. They, don't, they wouldn't tell us. 
I feel comfort in that because I don't want to know. You don't want to know like no. um um that old Jerry Seinfeld bit where the guy has the watch that tells you how much to live. Oh yeah, no. And he's like on the deathbed, like I told you this thing worked ten, nine, eight. <laughs> I read this book. I read this book where um Is it a banned book? No. It probably is. Probably it, a, yeah, 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 definitely. It is. It is. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Um but so basically uh, the day that you're supposed to die, he will get a call around 12, 12.30 at night. And the the person on the phone will say, hey, you are going to die today. Like, There's nothing you can do about it. You're going to die today. And so then you just get to live your... There's like a bunch of activities for people who are about to die. That sounds like the worst birthday present you could get anybody. Yes. The, the doomsday <laughs> call. If I were to know if uh, when I was going to die, it would be like that. Like the day that is going to happen, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Uh, day drinking in the 501 says it's a stupid holiday anyway. Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Just end it all. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Bummer. Yeah. Okay, so apparently this sleep tape is supposed to help with your s- snoring. Snoring. And make now, it. DQ, before you were born, there was this uh, trend with the uh, with the little thing that looked like a Band-Aid that you put over your nose Yeah, that was supposed to help with uh, snoring, too. I don't know if people still do that anymore. The Breathe Right Strip was what it was called, and it looked like a little uh, bandage, and you just put yeah. it over your nose. See, my worst fear is—not my worst, but um, I fear that my future, if I ever get married, like— the person I am married to has to use one of those CPAP machines. <laughs> mm. Like, I would hate that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Rob uses his CPAP every night. He stopped breathing once 17 times in one hour before they put him on the CPAP. Rob, we're glad you're still with us. Man. <laughs> that is frightening. How did he know? I don't know. You think someone there, like, noticed, hey, like, you're out. Like, you need to, you know, address this. Hopefully. (laughs) I hope so. Glad you're still with us, Rob. It's good. All right. Your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. Arkansas and Texas A&M coming up at 6 o'clock. The SEC tournament. DQ, he's a 10, but he uses a CPAP machine. I mean, I hate to say it. <laughs> Don't say it. It knocks you down oh, a lot. But he's going to be alive. And he's going to have... Good for him. He's going to be refreshed. <laughs> Good for him. That thing is scary. <laughs> it's not any. It, it, it's not as scary as one of those iron lung machines that people uh, used to get in. You know that, that big tube and you'd lay in there? Those are weird. That's one of the creepier pieces of medical technology that's ever been developed. Is that big lung machine. (laughs) Weird. Hmm. Uh, Cody in Fayetteville says uh, they don't acknowledge Valentine's Day at his house. And uh, their son was born on February 14th. So it's this kid's birthday. It's not Valentine's Day. It's all about the kid. Yeah. Here's someone that asks, uh, can Arkansas get a sixth seed by winning the SEC tournament? No. 
Maybe it's seven. I don't know. We'll all, you know, the next time we speak, we'll have the bracket. Isn't that weird? Monday, we'll have the bracket. And people will be already second-guessing themselves on why they picked the 13 to beat the 4 in that one game, whatever it may be. The next time we speak, we'll have the bracket on Monday afternoon here to go over it. <laughs> DQ. He's a 10, wears a CPAP, makes half a million a year. I mean, I don't know. It's so scary, and it makes noise, and I'm, I hate to – I hate. I'm so sorry for anyone out there who actually has to use them. You're offending a lot of people I hope again. that one day I am not put in this situation. <sighs> Here's someone who brings their CPAP before they bring their gun on a trip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm. All right. Rob uh, wrote back. Uh, he went to one of these places where he uh, got studied during sleeping. Um, and they determined that he stopped breathing 17 times in one hour, apparently. Okay. So oh. I think I think my dad has... I think my dad has been to that sleep thing, too. Okay. Here is... um. Here's Day Drinking now wanting to know which Oscar-nominated movie for Best Picture he should watch this weekend. Okay. I think you should watch Everything Everywhere All at Once. I love that movie. It's a good movie? I immediately knew that it was going to be put for Best Picture. Where can I see that? Is it in the theater? I think theater? it's on HBO. HBO? Okay. It's good. It made me cry. It's not like Otto, is it? Not, no. Not, okay. No, it's a good movie. It's long, though. Uh, you might have to break it up. I'll break it up, then. I can't sit there for a long time. I can't do it. All but right. no, I love that movie. All right. So it's going to win. Clean sweep? I think so. Yeah. I would be really surprised. I hope Judd Hirsch wins. I've been on a taxi kick lately. Taxi was this sitcom from the 70s and 80s, uh, DQ. Um, And Judd Hirsch was the main guy. He was the, the cab driver, Alex there at the uh, Sunshine Cab Company. I hope he wins an Oscar. That'd be cool. He's up there now. I think he's almost 90. He plays uh, Steven Spielberg's dad in that, um, what's that movie? Where Steven Spielberg, it's like his life story. Oh, the, the, the Fablemans? Fablemans, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, so just looking at Best Picture nominees, hmm. I would be really surprised if Everything Everywhere didn't win. Just... Okay. Because hey, the other ones aren't amazing. Can I bet on this? Hmm. That is the question, after all, <laughs> as I open up the Bet Saracen app. Austin Butler is up for uh, Best Actor. He was great in that movie. I do not <laughs> like how um, he continues to play Elvis, <laughs> but uh, he was great in that movie. He really was. Doesn't look like you can bet on the Academy Awards on uh, Bet Saracen. I'm sad to report. Sorry about that, folks. I know I let you down on that one, but doesn't look like it's on there. At least not today. Maybe it pops up over the weekend now. Um. Hmm. All right. Well, 
We're running out of uh, runway here on Ruskin and Zach for this week. Again, our uh, live coverage from the SEC tournament here on ESPN Arkansas is presented by the Limburg Real Estate Group. Get a cash offer on your home in 72 hours. Go to LimburgTeam.com. And by First Community Bank with 30 locations across Arkansas and southern Missouri. First Community Bank, where community comes first. Member FDIC. Next week, it'll be bracket time. And again, you can go to hitthatline.com and get in our bracket contest with uh, all kinds of fabulous prizes up for grabs. Each round, overall bracket, there's all kinds of prizes there on hitthatline.com. And you will you can follow along there as DQ tries to get every game wrong yes. in the tournament. I'm trying to get zero. Trying to get zero points. And Zach is defending his uh, title as the station champion. They have a special section where you can just keep up with the ESPN Arkansas cavalcade of stars, us, the morning rush people, halftime. So you can keep up there. Clay's on there, I think, too. So we'll see. See if DQ can do the impossible. Get them all wrong. I think I can. Getting them all right is, or a, is I almost impossible. I at least impossible. want to get, I definitely am going for getting last. Okay. And you got to fill every game out. Like, don't yeah, want, yeah, yeah. do one of these Fugazi no, deals yeah. where you just leave it blank and turn it in. It's like, oh, zero points. I win. You're going to actually fill it out. All right. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.